0: So the idea is if you spend too much time with people below you, your ego will get too big and you think you're better than what you are. If you spend too much time with people on your level, you're not gonna improve. And if you spend too much time with people...
1: Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the PRA Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Sam. And if you're new to this podcast, I started this because I believe in growth through progression and what it can provide for the fulfillment of life. I believe in growing together and achieving our own versions of success so i provide insight via videos life lessons messages interviews perspectives and methods to help transform conformity to visionary so i'm using these platforms to tell people's stories and figure out just how the progression of improvement assisted in that fulfillment so thank you guys for listening as always you know don't forget to favorite the podcast and uh don't forget to follow me on any social media at smartineziv so without further ado let's get into the episode good vibes and god bless hey guys i really want to thank you for listening in this episode i did a live interview with um my good friend jordan harry and if you don't know who jordan harry is go ahead and follow him at jordan harry um on any social media And this guy is the founder of study fast. And if you don't know what study fast is, he began it in 2015 and basically it specializes in creating speed reading and memory training for real world applications. And he empowers more than 10,000 people in more than 147 countries. And it's just continuing to grow. He also did a Ted talk that has over a million views on YouTube. Um, about this very topic, speed reading and how to read a book a day, why it's beneficial, why we need it and why we need all this knowledge so much. Um, And not only that, but one of his big goals is to make it the most affordable speed reading trainings um, and memory trainings ever. And the way that he got into this was all just based on incorporating this with the way that he did his martial arts, which is another reason why I think he are just going to get some insane value from him because he's so multidimensional. He's got so many different things going on and his potential is just limitless, just as all of ours is. So if you guys enjoyed this episode, don't forget to rate the podcast, favorite the podcast, don't forget to follow him. And um, yeah, I just really hope you guys enjoy it, which I know you will. And if you guys enjoy a certain part of it, be sure to share and be sure to let us know um if there's anything that you learn, so good vibes guys and enjoy the
0: episode hey what's going on man how you doing i'm tremendous thank you my man although i say that the weather is pouring here in the uk um is it is it
1: what, what's it like out there
0: yeah, God's having a shower right now. God is having a shower. It is raining hard. I think um reports say we're about to have a month's worth of rain tonight, which should be fun. <laughs> wow, wow. Do you guys get
1: rain um, quite often,
0: or is it something that's kind of here and there? We should. We should get more rain. However, um, for the past weeks, um, it's been beautiful, and so now it's payback time.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah, I know, right? I know. Same here. Uh, I live over here in... Uh... In Albuquerque, New Mexico, wow. and over here it gets it gets really dry. Mm. Um, but then during like the monsoon season, like July uh, or maybe like May through like the end of July and August, it like starts to really just pour randomly, and it's just like, yeah, all right, here's all the revenge from 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 no rain at all. <laughs> well,
0: thanks for having me on a uh, live yeah, man. podcast. i was super honored to uh, spread my message about speed reading, memory training. And also find out a little
1: bit more about yourself yes man so i'm actually really excited i have been learning more about you and kind
0: of what you do and just kind
1: of watching videos and stuff like that i didn't realize how many views your video had on that ted talk man about the speed reading and stuff that thing literally has in a year's time like almost i think 1.2 million views now um and i think uh i think one of the things that is so there's you're right you know what i mean in your message about how there's not enough people who are doing what you do and i definitely agree with that because a lot of the people who i tell like hey i'm learning more about speed reading and how to speed read and read quicker uh because it's something that i kind of like delved into by accident a little bit just because i wanted to learn more a lot quicker um and it was something where, like, I feel like I didn't have enough time, so I wanted to learn how to do what I could to, like, to, to consume things a lot faster. You know, not everybody can afford a an Audible, for, uh, an audible subscription every month, you know what I mean? And, but if you can get, like, at least, you know, uh, your hands on a book or rent a, or, uh, you know, go to a library or something, you can download a lot more information a lot quicker. And um, on top of that, man, I'm just really intrigued at how multidimensional you are. I really love um, how you put every part of yourself out there. So I really just want to start with how you um, really got into, uh, I know you had a speech impediment when you were younger. Um, so how did that really kind of like propel all of this, um, and what you're doing now?
0: I think, um, first of all, you know, I'm honored that you've done your research. still blows my mind, you know, that people, especially with the internet, are I'm, I'm massive for uh, social for good you know, that technology can be a powerful tool when used correctly. A huge advocate and expressing multidimensionality, you know, showing that you are a father, you are a husband, um, you are a business owner. You know, you're so much more than one identity. I think that's really important, especially um, being an athlete myself. I think a lot of people listening as well, we tie our identity into one identity. I am the athlete. And then God forbid you get injured, you hear it all the time, people get in the press, because you are known as Julian the athlete, you know, or Damn um, the writer, et cetera, et cetera. So yep. for me, I want to encourage people like, hey, look, you're not just this one-dimensional person. And when it comes to, you know, business and relationships, people buy people who are like them. So um, if you can show, hey, I speak your language. Hey, I understand your culture. Hey, um, I, I also dance. People are like, oh, I can relate to him. You know, people have thousands of followers, um, and they're not all going to be interested in one area that you do. So that's why I try and put it all out there, is try and connect with as many people as possible. Uh, but to get onto this, sorry to the so let's go on a tangent.
1: <laughs> no, 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 I love that. I love that, because I was actually, I've, I've been on a rant about this, actually, the past few days, um, and I really think that there's a, a really big lack of empathy out there. In the world, you know what I mean. And I was talking about this. Um, I don't know if you follow Simon Sinek, uh, but I recently watched one of his videos. I don't know how old it was; it, it might be very old. But there's this this guy that he had on who has an organization called the Gallant View, and um, it was it was crazy to me how he had to normalize. It was about him um, uh, normalizing things with other vets yeah. who are post, you know post military, you know post traumatic stress, all those things. And he does things to kind of empathize with those people you know, normalize certain things. And I was like, you know, it kind of sucks that not many people have like this foundational aspect of what empathy mm-hmm. is in order to, uh, to relate to people without necessarily spewing all their suggestions and beliefs and all these other things at them, but just accepting who, their story, who they are, what they've been through and kind of like, you know what I mean? Putting going at different things, uh, going at things in a different way to kind of relate and resonate with things. But I really like what you're doing because I think that there's a big lack of that, that definitely uh, needs some light to be kind of brought into. Mm.
0: So. Keyword there is empathy. Keyword's empathy. Um, and it's powerful, it really is. And um, what kind of inspired me to become more empathetic and curious um, was exactly that. I was curious, um, having a speech impediment, overcoming it, and then realizing, okay, you know, there's got to be a better way to do things. I wouldn't say I'm a lazy person, I said more efficient. I'm always, like, timing myself on different routes. Okay, I'm going to walk this way to work or this office, and I'm going to come back the other way. And I'll figure out which way is the quickest. And that kind of, yeah, it is an element of OCD obsessiveness of being more efficient. How can I cook quickest, healthiest meal? How can I get a task done in a minimal amount of time? Has um, always been in my DNA. So when i at university... I was sat there, like every other student, complaining with information overload, and um, just Googled how to read faster, and that kind of started the spiral, and the story I don't really share with people was, I watched a TED Talk by Ty Lopez, um, if you don't know who he is. I've oh, wow, wow. That must
1: that must have been, like, way back. H- how long ago was that?
0: I watched that TED Talk four years ago, but that's what million views at that time um, what's up adam he's one of my best friends <laughs> coming through and supporting Goodbye. and um his ted talk was on why you should read a book a day and i was like wow that sounds great but i can't do that <laughs> i can just probably that's a, a thing
1: day. you're like wow oh my god
0: <laughs> so for me i was like you know what at this point i hadn't even entered speed reading i just said i'm gonna do a ted talk on how to read a book a day in the distant future you know, this was year one of uni. And um, that night, grabbed a speed reading book, got to work, and um, started investing a lot of money and time, picking the brains of experts. I still do. And um, within two years, running multiple workshops each month, I had the opportunity to apply for a TED Talk at my uni. I knew what the title would be. I was like, it's got to be how to read a book a day. Um, and getting the talk was easy, but... The hard part was the preparation um, because I knew I want, you know, I want this talk to be a hundred million views, you know? And I was like, okay, what does it take to get a hundred million views? And I studied speeches. I studied, there's a, there's a science to it. It's geeky. And Yeah, yeah I can believe it. I can believe it too. Hmm. And besides, of course, studying the speeches, you know, this public speaking training, which I went through. And on the day, as you'll see in the video, um, there are about 10 people in the audience. Five of them, I probably <laughs> And I'm not going to disrespect the organisers, but they didn't do the best job at promoting the event. Um, so much so that they forgot the little red carpet. <laughs> the little red circle you might stand on. So they literally ran to ah. a and got a rug, like the size, no exaggeration, probably this big. Just enough for my feet. <laughs> and, um... Yeah. I remember, like, this ounce of doubt that crept into my head of, damn, there's only 10 people. Like, all this work for nothing. But I said to myself, you know, why should these 10 people get any less value than 10,000? And if I imagine there's 10,000 people in this room, one day it will be seen by 10,000. And yeah, long and behold, a year later, um, the comments make me smile. Everyone's like, he deserved a bigger audience. And I did, you know, thankfully to YouTube, and the internet, it's exceeded one million, and touch wood, as long as the internet doesn't go down, it will keep growing. Um, and enough the back end of that, it's accelerated the company. It's given us the exposure we needed. Um, it's allowed me to meet awesome people like yourself on the way.
1: That's awesome, man, and I really, I really love that story, and I love, <clears throat> I love what you're able to do. Um, with all of that, because there's a lot of people who get discouraged by the the little roadblocks that we get. Um, and I, and I feel like people don't really know kind of, um, about those other outlets that they, that there are, because that's one of the things that I try to do with what I'm doing is I'm trying to normalize others that like, regardless of what you might feel mm. is different about you, you need to start thinking about that as being very unique about you. Um, and you need to start kind of flipping that narrative within your mind in order to kind of like flip the mindset aspect and really figure out ways to grow in the things that you want to do. Um, I know that, uh, and I don't know if you kind of experienced this because I'm not, that's where I'm a little bit foggy is kind of how you transitioned. Um, uh, I, I don't know if you, did you start off in the UK? Uh, that's the only part that I'm kind of iffy about, but, um, I, like I, I always felt like I needed to conform to other people's likes and the way that other people like I always thought like uh, the way that I thought other people saw me I needed to kind of act like that and um, so that's one thing that took me a while was to really normalize who I was Mm -hmm. in order to feel comfortable in my own skin and it feels like you really have have gotten that to the point where you know exactly what you're doing Mm -hmm. Um, not necessarily every step but you kind of like know who you are Um, And then that's another thing too, man, is you are pretty young, aren't you? Like how, how young are you? I kind of tripped out.
0: I know the beard throws people off. And if any of my boys are watching, they'll laugh. (laughs) (laughs) I'll join. So he's going to definitely rip into me. Um, I'm 22.
1: 22. Wow. See, man. Yeah, that is, um, that's, that's impressive for everything that you've done. Um, And I don't know if you ever, uh, I don't know if you ever sit back and kind of just revel in at least what you've been able to accomplish this far, but it's, 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 Everything. Yeah, man, that's awesome. It's, it's quite an accomplishment. But um, real quick, uh, maybe it's coming. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. What beard? Oh my gosh. Um, so to, so to put it in context, uh, for for some people, um, where did you start? Did you were you always in the UK or how did? What's your um like? How, where did you start from? Like where did you move? Because I know you had like a big move or something, right?
0: I did. I did. I apologize for my boys in the chat who are now ripping into my beard. <laughs> no I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they've been supporting me from day one. Bless them. Um, ah, I'm going to ignore the comments. So from <laughs> day one, and this is interesting. Um, I was watching someone's story today, and they posted on their story. Um, I hate it when people say, oh, you're, you're so old to accomplish what you did, or you're so young to accomplish what you did. And the... The post continues saying, there is no timeline of when you should achieve that X, Y, Z. It was like, there's 5 billion people. I actually don't know how many people in the world, but there's 5 billion people in the world. Um, There's no way every single person can follow the same timeline. And I was like, wow, that's a really good point. Because I know, (laughs) funny enough, the person who said that has just joined, um, Alyssa, um, (laughs) image, uh, which I was just talking about. And it's the idea that there's people younger than me that have accomplished more. There's people my age who have accomplished more. And there's people older than me that have accomplished more. And um, there's this 33% rule, which I think Arissa will appreciate after she saw it. And that is you should spend 33% of your time with people below you. 33% of your time with people on your level. And 33% of your time above. So the idea is if you spend too much time with people below you, your ego will get too big and you think you're better than what you are. If you spend too much time with people on your level, you're not going to improve. And if you spend too much time with people who are better, you're going to get demotivated. And, you know, we bring that back to you saying how young I am. I would argue that I wouldn't really know if I'm young for what I accomplished. And um, the transition was made, what was it at uni? in the UK at my university. So one of my mentors, Alison, who's just joined, um, she taught me, you know, start small. You know, if you can dominate every university in the Southwest, you will be a very wealthy man. And you'll impact a lot of people. Because, you know, the university, there's 4,000 students on average that come through each year. If you can target just one uni, that's a lot of people. Most people think scarcity, you know, I learned a lot from Alison Edgar, who's a fantastic sales coach, and I would say arguably one of the best in the UK. It's the idea that people think, oh man, I've got to rush because I've got, there's not enough out there. I've got to get the market. You know, but there's that abundancy mindset where actually, if I could just get every local business in my town, I could have a really good business. And um, that's how we grew. We started at my university running illegal workshops um, because <laughs> you're not meant to charge students and run them in free rooms. Um, mm. University then got on board. Makes
1: sense.
0: Yeah, um, the rules make sense. So <laughs> um, <they're there. laughs> and then um, I branched out to my old schools. You know, people think it's you've got cold cool. As Alison said, you know, there's no such thing as cold calling anymore. You know, we live in the first century where everyone near enough knows everyone. You know, if I wanted to be introduced to a new uni, I would find someone who knows someone at that uni. There's no need for me to make that cold approach. And so that's how I grew. Um, Thankfully, I have a really good um, social group around me. I have some fantastic followers. Another one just joined. And um, they're more than welcome to make those introductions for me. And um, we grew from Bath, UK, to Hong Kong, to America, to Italy, and it it just snowballs. So, yeah, thankfully to technology.
1: Yeah, man, that is awesome. And you actually, you know, you brought up a really good point, which is um, the idea of success. Mm. Um, A lot of people, they tie, like you said, a lot of their identity on the financial aspect of of who they are. Um, And they tie a lot of what they see as far as influence, especially here in the Western, like on the Western side, Mm. it is insanely influential as far as what the idea of success is. It's all about, you know, uh, it's not about the right ways of hustling and grinding. It's all about, you know, it's not about taking care of yourself while you're hustling and grinding. Mm. It's about literally grinding to the bone and to the teeth to get that money, to get that bag, to, to this and that, and I think it thwarts a lot of people because a lot of people view that as a sense of of accomplishment. Mm-hmm. a lot of people view that as a sense of success, and one thing that I love about what you're doing is it's it's yeah you yeah, you make money doing what you're doing, but the bigger picture is like you said, you know finding that that smaller amount of people to help and really contribute to them because like you said, you know um, the word of mouth behind Helping an individual versus helping like this mass group of people that you're trying to just set forth to to take over with like right off the bat mm-hmm. there's a lot more impact that's developed foundationally I feel like with the way that you've done it and um with with the way that you um and and with the way that you kind of started everything i i don't know if I heard this correctly or not, but in one of the interviews, I think you said that like you you started it on a Facebook group where you, you like actually just put up some fancy copyright and then just kind of took it from there and, and just got yeah. motivated to keep going.
0: Uh, it's interesting how it all started. And um, who's my right-hand woman, um, who's also teaching me Espanol, uh, so she's a profesora de Espanol, um, was that at the beginning, I started the Facebook group, and like I said, I set the the event live, had no material, went to a house party, came back and someone bought it. It blew my mind. And I was reasons like, <laughs> why not create something? <laughs> and holy shit, someone who didn't know me found their bank card, sat back down at the computer at 1am, typed in their 16 digits on their card and a security number, and took money from their bank account that they worked for and put it into my bank. Like If we just sit for a second and we actually contemplate when... When we get paid, like <laughs> that, that happens. That like
1: okay, so so for a second, it's almost like wow, this whole internet thing is real. Like wow,
0: it, I can actually do this. <laughs> but more so, um, I, I also learned a valuable lesson for the whole process of switching off, because you say um, entrepreneurship is romanticized, and I definitely got the balance wrong, and it, I'd say it costs. I wouldn't say it cost me um, my perfect relationship because I previously was in a relationship when I was starting it, Um, but it definitely prepared me for um, a better, and more healthier relationship in the future because entrepreneurship, you get that discourse of you have to be grinding, you can't have a girlfriend, you can't have a social life, you know, little hours, you know, and you shouldn't be on, on Netflix. You know, you should be grinding, hustling, Um, building it all by yourself.
1: They missed that that
0: awareness part. Mm. Who are you? Who are you first? And whether people like to admit it or not, we burn out. I burn out. I've done it way too much and I still will in the future. And ultimately, you need to get better at switching off. And I was like, oh no, if I switch off, because my brain, it's obsessive. I'm like, I could be doing this. When I was spending time watching a film uh, with one of my friends. I'd be like, oh, I should be doing that. But actually, by switching off, you come back fresher, with new ideas, more motivation. And if you burn out, you're good to no one. You're not good to your wife. You're not good to your children. You're not good to your friends. And so what I found was me hustling on my business, it cost, uh, yeah, I would say, say say, it cost my relationship. It cost... Not friendships, but I neglected my friendships. You know, I missed out on a lot. Thankfully, I'm only 22, so I've caught up quick. (laughs) Um, Hey there, Nick. Nick's another young entrepreneur on the way. And um, it's really important. What I try to do anyway is, as you mentioned, um, kind of understanding who follows you, who's supporting you. And I pride myself on applying and engaging with every single comment, every single message. because you do a good job. What was that, sir? You do a good job on that. Thank you, thank you. And I've got to make sure. I'll oh, shut up, Adam. No one cares about you. And in the future, how to scale that? That's a, another question. But um, I'll finish this tangent on this kind of final statement, which was: everyone wants like ten thousand followers. Let's just take Instagram. It's practical. It's tangible. The difference is, and this was what one of my mentors did to me: Zacky like, okay, Jordan. Let's go to Instagram. I went to my Instagram, we went to one of my photos. He said, okay, you've got two comments here. You haven't replied to a single one. I was like, yeah, but there are two comments. He's like, Jordan, you've got two fans here, and you're not looking after these two. How do you expect to look after 10,000? And that really hit home. And I can't say that's less than what we've achieved today, but I think for people listening, is whenever you're starting something out, whether you want to start a business, um, a passion project even, is look after the one or two fans in your corner. You know, acknowledge them. Let them know you've been seen because, believe it or not, you were once in their position. And I still am. I don't think I will ever be above anyone. Um, And I I do martial arts, and I think that's what humbles me the most. And you were saying how kind of confident I am in myself. And I think it's because martial arts has taught me that ego is the biggest hindrance in martial arts. And I'd say it's the biggest hindrance in life.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. And people surround themselves with people who either enhance the the unhealthy parts or they belittle the parts that shouldn't be Mm -hmm. low in the first place. Like, you know what I mean? It's a lot of um, people don't know who to surround themselves with along with they don't know how to keep that healthy That healthy harmony of of who like the healthy part of the ego that can actually benefit you, you know. Uh,
0: And that's a good point, actually, to argue against me. You know that ego can be healthy. Because just
1: and there's always like little, you know, there's always little uh, little cases here and there about little things like that, you know. And and technically, you know, there's those those studies and those books like ego is the enemy, and it really is um, ultimately because a lot of people don't understand it. And to take the time to understand it is a whole thing in itself. And I think people are mentally lazy already, so it's hard <laughs> hard to, like, really dive into things you don't understand because it, it allows for a lot of impatience, so it's, like, hard to really get curious about those things. Um, but, yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, though.
0: <laughs> oh, that's a fantastic point, you know, whilst on the topic of ego, and I love how these conversations go um, because, you know, as much as I say, you've got to leave your ego at the door there are times we all have it, you know, and in fact, it's survival instincts at times, you know, so it makes sense to, and that comes back to self-awareness, empathy, um, these key terms, Um, knowing who you are.
1: Yeah, there's nuances to everything, you know, and um, as long as you like figure out, I I think the biggest key is to figure out what works for you. Yeah. Um, And I think that's a lot of things that that, that people forget is it's Mm -hmm. like, they're too busy comparing. I always say this, but, like, they're too busy comparing their stage one with, like, developing who they are to other people's stage 100, you know? And it's like, no, you can't just skip to that. There's a lot of little things that you've got to learn and go through and a lot of experiences that you've got to have under your belt in order to be able to to talk about the things or be open about the things that you need to. Yes. Um, and real quick, uh, I really want to talk about how – you what was the um, so first uh what was the kind of gap between the speed reading and the martial arts Ooh, okay. um, i'm very curious i'm very curious to kind of see where that transition is because yeah. i'm all about like mental health first like mental health physical health spiritual health relationships and purpose and awareness and so mm-hmm. like i just i love to see how everything kind of ties in
0: i love that i love that and no you know i, I really want to get onto like a, a martial arts podcast now because i've kept my martial arts quiet for. um you know, about a year, um, and only now have I kind of been more expressive about my journey. And it all started really from um, a protective standpoint. I, with my business, you know, you're talking about what you want, I live my dream lifestyle right now. You know, I I choose when I want want to work. You know, it's 9.15 in the UK right now, working a nine to five, I should not be working, right? But I, didn't see this, I see this as pretty cool. I get to just chill and talk to you in another country, learn from you, bro. And, and when it came to figuring out what I wanted for my life, it was when I'm age 30, whatever, I want to be a stay-at-home dad. You know, I want to see my kids grow up. I want to be able to say to my wife, yeah, you go do a photography course that doesn't bring in money because financially we're stable, and I'll look after the kids today. And I can work from home. I won't have that freedom unless I get going now. So I have no kids that I know of. <laughs> That's a joke. <laughs> That's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's that motivation. And what ties into that was, I was like, okay, well, I really want to be like most men, you know, and I know if we tap into the psychology, and there's a great person in this chat right now called Tiffany, she's a love coach. And if we look in the psychology of, you know, men, um, we want to be the providers you know don't, yeah. but our dna we want to be the providers we want to be the protectors um and of course there's there's cultural shifts now but um for me it was like okay i want to be able to earn money anywhere in the world i want to be able to survive and when it comes to survival language was one so i was like okay i need to now start learning another language uh with the help of Arisa, uh i'm now learning spanish Because the idea is if you can drop me in another country, I want to be able to survive. But then beyond that was the ability to protect myself and to protect other people. And I found on nights out, like very often, fights occur. Um, And being a strong guy, I didn't know what to do. Not so much sense in, um, yeah, purely I just didn't know how much force to use, when to intervene, when not to intervene. If I intervene, what could happen to me or to the other person? And um, it's ironic because I spend every day now of my waking life training to never use it. <laughs> and um, mm-hmm. the martial arts came because I created a memory training course to answer your question, and because I wanted to teach on this memory course how to learn martial arts faster. Okay. okay. So. I've I undertook martial arts um, a year ago, applying my memory techniques, um, and I excelled fast. Um, Okay, my natural attributes, but also my memory techniques. And um, then I fell in love with it. I fell in love with the idea of being able, like I said, to protect myself, and to protect the person who I might be in the altercation. And um, if we really get into it now, the way I see every situation is, Is it worth going to jail or going home with a bruised ego? Or is it worth going to jail or dying? And that's, I know it sounds weird, and that's how my brain kind of looks at every situation in those kind of four categories, is martial arts more so because you're seeing this fight every single day. You see a lot of time on the street. I don't know if you've seen many street fights yourself. Um, I've seen them, yeah. yeah. (laughs) But yeah. Um, many people panic. And if you've been in one yourself, you do panic because you're like, shit, what do I do? You know, I've never done this before. Going. You'll do things that you never would have dreamt of doing, whether you start kicking them whilst they're down or whether you panic and you get hurt. But what mixed martial arts or combat sports allow you to do is kind of practice and simulate this on a daily basis. So when these altercations kick off or you can see them coming, you're relaxed. You're calm. And it's um, funny, if you go into any mixed martial arts gym, most fierce guys, but the calmest, nicest guys, and I speak to my chain partners all the time, we hardly get into fights, barely.
2: Because we know the, we know the kind of consequences
1: Hey guys, I wanted to thank you for listening this far and I wanted to say real quick that if you're like me, you have to be frugal with your money. And so one thing I can never usually waste money on is clothing. Thankfully, my good friend Hunter was able to help by creating a clothing line that empowers me to be highly ambitious and reminds me every day to go for that which sparks my soul. In addition to that, even something that has a material I like and is form-fitting and has a good length to it is pretty rare. So what started out as clothing has now grown into motivational canvas art as well as a new launch of phone cases. He's even graciously been able to provide you all with a special discount on all of it. As of right now, he's offering 25% off on all apparel and phone cases, as well as doing a canvas art giveaway here pretty soon. So go to soulsparkapparel.com or look him up on IG to get the scoop on all that and keep my code SMART15 for any future discounts after all these promos end. This dude is always having promos. (laughs) All right, so let's get back to the episode. Good vibes and God bless. Not
0: just to the Person, but to ourselves, because you might be trained tremendously with your fists and your legs, but you can't beat a gun or a knife. Um, so, yeah, the first protocol is always to avoid it. And I've just fallen in love with martial arts now because of the real world applications. And I guess I should have asked you do you do a martial arts or double? Um, I don't actually. Um... <clears throat>
1: but my cousin uh she's actually about to fight here in canada wow. uh, on i think on saturday mm-hmm. um she leaves on thursday yeah she's getting back in the ring um her husband fights and in, in, i don't know if, i don't know if it's like the ufc or one of the two or whatever but it's like the really smaller weights I um and, and I, like i know i know a lot of people who who do it and they speak of kind of the, the exact same sort of thing you know and it's that mm-hmm. sense of calmness in that in that present moment to know what to do? and I think that's maybe why they they consider it like a form of meditation in order mm-hmm. to um you know to be so disciplined in the mind and be able to so like to to realize and take yourself out of those situations it's very it's it, it almost like suppresses the unhealthy part of the ego in the right way. Nice. So it's like you know what I mean so it's like it, it's like in those moments that you are supposed like you said a bruised ego, your recovery time is a lot quicker because of all of the mental discipline that you're able to put forth and honestly that's um i love that you said that because that's what i talk about as far as momentum and that's mm-hmm. why i say like it's momentum for tomorrow because when you can be clear and have a plan of attack as far as like what you like i have clarity on what i need to be doing and i have discipline and focus and what what i need to carry out if you can maintain that you could really maintain the level of momentum that you carry with yourself. Mm. Um, and if you have the right mental focus and the right mindset, like you obviously do, you know, it can really develop a lot of good energy that you can be able to put out to the world and yeah. be able to, um, like you said, protect people and, and and even the person that you are getting in the altercation with because I don't even think people realize that because people think of, oh, this person is damaging my ego or they're threatening me. I need to take revenge, revenge, revenge. I need to avenge this person. Yeah. This per-. No, if you're doing it out of a sense of like – love and kindness in in this in a a form you know and you're enough and you're you're sensible and and conscious enough to care about that person Be like look I can I can defend myself enough to submit you without having to hurt you that's really the key goal not to hurt you and that's like that I think is something that people undervalue
0: yeah um,
1: because so many people just carry that out in in life and everything they're like oh this person they did this to me, so I'm going to do this to them. Right. And they play this tit for tat comp- competition game. And um, I, I and the the amount of respect that you that you um, that you have to give in that in the in, in all of martial arts as well, you give your opponent respect. Mm-hmm. All of these other different points, all about respect and things like that. So I think that that trickles a lot in personality and character. Um, but yeah, I just I um I really respect. I really respect where you're coming from and all of your intentions. Especially with, and I know you don't like to say it, but with as young as you are, not a lot of not a lot of people just know as much or are um, in touch with themselves as much as you. Because I mean, I'm 27, um, and it took me a little bit longer. And like you said, you know, you want to be a, a stay-at-home dad ultimately.
0: Weird. Five more years.
1: <laughs> oh, I know, right? Oh. I know, right? This is like this is like untamed.
0: Please a don't, few rub- weeks. don't rub it in. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, that's yes. funny. Sorry.
0: Yes. Um,
1: but no, man, I just, um, you know, it's, <clears throat> I can tell you that, you know, with you saying that you want to be like a stay at home dad, you want to have a wife, you know, I'm getting married in July. I got two <laughs> kids in the other room right now. Like, dude, it's awesome, man. Like, and I'm not stay at home, but like, I can tell you that you're on the right path to not only like fulfilling everything that you, ultimately want you know you you do a good job of maintaining your presence enough to be joyous throughout the whole journey so you know like not to rush it um but when you get there man like it's going to be so sweet because you're going to be able to teach your kids all of the martial arts you're going to be able to teach your kids like everything that you know and
0: well, that
1: ultimately and ultimately man like uh no beer talk he'll, oh man i don't want to make you cry so i'll stop <laughs> but no um you know you're just um to maintain your to maintain your sense of presence man is is a special thing and just keep continuing to do that because that's going to really um teach your kids a lot as well like just being there and being present and then you're going to have so much to offer and show at that point in your life you're going to be like the the guru of what you do um so that that kind of brings me to like the next like part um what what are like the goals are you you trying to incorporate more of the martial arts into everything or are you trying to just be solely study fast or are you trying to like combine and spread yourself out or what's the the goal there
0: well it's ironic because um, we just had a meeting me the team sat down and we're like okay what's the goals because we didn't really have any goals we were just going (laughs) we were were reactive and not proactive and um, the, the ultimate goal is to make speed reading and memory training accessible to all What does that mean? Well, we want to make sure, number one, it's affordable. Which, if you go onto our website, studyfast.uk, our courses start from £17, um, which compared to our competition is ridiculous. Our competition are charging, you know, 10 times more. Um, Arguably, I'd say our content's better. But it's more of a case of, I don't look at how much we make, I look at how many people are we impacting. You know, literally on all my dashboards, I cut... I don't even show the revenue. I just see the number of students enrolled, you know, per day. And, um, you know, our goal is to make it accessible to all. So number one is affordable. Number two is getting the message out there. So doing things with yourself, you know, even if we've impacted, you know, 10 more people, that's 10 more people who didn't know about it than when I woke up. So for me, I can go to bed and I can rest my head easy. Um, And number three, making it accessible to all. Would mean growing the team. Um, it has to be bigger than myself. And you talked about in the beginning. I, you know, I didn't have the years' experience, and you know, we tie it into like martial arts. And there's just some things you can't hack. Some things you just need to put the hours in. And, um, you know, when I first started, I was like, "Who am I to teach anyone?" You know, I'm, I'm 20. I don't have a degree. I'm a person of color. Um, I have a terrible beard. I'm not bored. <laughs> and what I realized was it was imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome is very, I don't know if you're familiar with imposter syndrome.
1: I, um, I think I remember hearing you say something and I related it to something else, but ah. explain it. And I, yeah, like there was something that I related it to yeah. that wasn't, um, imposter syndrome, but there's, there's something else that I kind of related it to that I heard. Um, but I just might need to like, a refresher, but I remember hearing it in one of the talks. You did like an interview or something. You kind of talked about it, I think. Uh, but yeah, sorry, sorry, go ahead. That's fine. It's
0: fine. And um, I'll i <laughs> an angle in that sense. And, you know, for me, you have to start. You know, now, yes, I can sit back and say, yeah, we've done X, we've done Y. By the beginning, I didn't. And like you say, fingers crossed, when I have kids, I will be a guru, quote, unquote. In my field, because I put the, the, the man I was in, the sweat equity in, um, so you can't rush to process. And we kind of go back to the beginning of the podcast. And what led to um, me, um, I guess, failing my past relationships and my friendships was I was in such a rush to do everything. And now what I've realized, you know, four years later, there's still a massive to-do list. You know, there's still so much to do. And it's never going to go away. And I don't think I'll ever retire. I think I'll jump on someone else's business in 10 years time and I'll, I'll always be proactive, like us humans in general. And um, yeah, I'm I'm more patient in the long term with the progress. And I hope if anyone has lasted this long into our interview is that, you know, give yourself time, you know, don't compare your life to someone else's because even the most successful people don't have a trait that you have. You know, and if we narrow it down to the smallest thing, okay, that person might have more money than me, but I have nice eyes. Or they might have nicer eyes and better looks, but I have a mum. And we're going to get a little bit darker now, but this is how strong my mindset is. You know, um, not a lot of things can get me depressed or down because I reset my thermostat. And what I mean by that is, I always know things can be worse. For example, when my mother passes away, of course I will grieve, but I also understand there's people in this world who never got to meet their mum. So therefore I cannot go round punching cars up, shouting at people, crying every day. Mm. I understand people being through worse than me. So who am I to now lash out on others because I've taken an L? because in comparison to someone else, my life's pretty sick. And I think, I'm, I'm not a mental health expert, I don't know much about depression, but if anyone suffers or feels low, like, use the shit stick house analogy. Think, okay, you've missed your train, you've lost a thousand pounds, at least you're not living in a shit stick house, walking miles to collect water for your family, who are probably gonna die in a couple months time. Like, mm. I know it's horrendous, right? But that mentality, Makes hopefully all of us watching this who are already in the top 5% in the world because you've got internet <laughs> um, realize right? we are um, and that keeps me level headed. So, yeah. Oh, sorry. So <laughs> Intermission. So, what's with this? this in- all right, just, just <laughs> tell <us again.
1: laughs> me. Sorry about that, man. That's fine. <laughs> No, um, I I really like that man, and I I always say, um, you know, and I'm sure it's said a lot out there, but you know, you're you're not necessarily it's not necessarily your fault about the circumstance that you're in, but it is entirely your fault about what you do about it. You know what I mean? And like you said, you know, like um, you can either sit and pout and moan, which is ultimately going to higher your expectations of other people, and leave you feeling a lot more disappointed because you're going to expect the world like to, to hand you all these things and expect everybody to do everything because you pity yourself as opposed to kind of balancing that up and, and really like not putting so much expectation on things and not feeling sorry for yourself but taking accountability for, Hey, look, I, I, I don't have control over anything that has happened to me, but I do have control over the fact that I've made decisions that put me in this position. And now I need to do the steps necessary to dig myself out of this hole that I put myself in. And, um, it's really good that you're able to maintain that level of gratitude throughout, because that is really a problem for people. And they can't, they, it's like, they can't, um, they can't take themselves out of that situation. Mm-hmm. And like I said earlier, you know, like they surround themselves, like it's like they pre surround themselves with the people who further enforce the, 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 the parts of pity and the mm-hmm. parts of like, Oh, I need to feel sorry for myself. And so, and especially a lot of the people, because mm-hmm. I realize that a lot of the people who are, um like i, I don't know because it sounds like your mom's very supportive you know some people's parents or some people who are attached to their parents or attached to certain people's opinions are mm-hmm. not very supportive or they are like kind of telling them out of love you know hey you got to do this and stay in your comfortability zone or stay safe or this and that you know and it's it's so hard for people to maintain that that like level of like oh hey like it's not just me tied to anything or anybody i can actually do the thing that I want to do. And for you to be able to kind of be like, look, I'm in a good position regardless of my, of my surroundings, regardless of the things that are going on around me, and I can still, you know, gra- I always say like gratitude for today, momentum for tomorrow. Like if you can maintain that level of gratitude for yeah. today, you can further create that momentum for tomorrow, lift your energy for the world, create empathy for other people, and then bring awareness to yourself. And then with that, you can kind of just keep cycling through with that and keep just like keep everything building and keep going. You know what I mean? And it sounds like you kind of really like just set yourself up for success in that way. Um, and um, yeah, man, no, no, it's, it's, it's amazing, man. So, so, all right. So, um, as far as like study fast goes, yeah. um, before, okay, so uh, hold on, let me see how much time we got. Okay, we still got a little bit of time. Um, before I go into how people can, like, get a, a hold of everything and get, like, access to everything, um, how did you create the team? Because that's really one thing that a lot of people, I think, forget about. They think that they need to do everything by themselves, and it's really hard to find a team, uh, especially when you're not being open with who you are. Yeah. But uh, how did you find your team, and, and who did you know beforehand, or how did you kind of build everybody?
0: That's a good point. I'm going to have to bring a special guest in. Because he's right here, actually.
1: Yeah, 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 man. No, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. He doesn't even know about this. Well, this is one of my team members. I'll come here, Sam. Hey! This is- What's up? How you doing? So the question was, how did I find such talented people like yourself? So Sam is, ah, oh, here we go. My photographer, my videographer. And pretty much, I run most things by him. Um, it's of course, helps having good friends. But I pretty much identify my weaknesses found people who had the strengths. I didn't. Uh, but maybe you can, because I know Sam's working on some other stuff as well. You can also give your two cents on how do you build a good team?
2: Um, Yeah, so kind of what he said. So, Look for your weaknesses. Um, not not only in your business, but in yourself, if that makes sense. Mm. Uh, mm. Someone once told me you need to like cultivate a circle of good people. So people that uh, you can bounce ideas off, mm. but like people who aren't scared to let you know that something is actually terrible. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, like yeah. everyone. Goes Which, on he Which he does a lot. Which he does <laughs> a <laughs> lot. So, because what you need is someone who also, from the ground level, is bought in on the idea or the business that you're trying to put forward. So, you know, you okay. have an idea, and obviously you've created this business, it's your baby. But you need someone. You need people who are as bought in as you are, mm-hmm. so they prioritize your business as much as you do. Um, and then, yeah, look. So, because uh, they don't always have to work for money. Yeah, this guy does, but
0: <laughs> yeah, I do. I
1: so do so, it, so but, did it? Um, but... Oh yeah, sorry. No, no, So did it? How? So how did you guys meet? And how did? Um, how did it transfer over? From did it always start with, like as a transactional type of? deal or like were you guys friends before and then you worked for free and then until you guys started making money you started to pay him or how did that work exactly
2: yeah so i so i was jordan's friend um and i was doing it like, was, was like we're not friends anymore
1: <laughs> it was it was it was a friendship now it's a business relationship
2: friends anymore. Friends anymore. <laughs> um but yeah so we like we are still friends we we, are, we were friends and um, you saw a couple of the some of my work and he was like look I need you to potentially cover this event for me. Yeah. Um. You know, can you do it? And I was like, yeah, I'll, like, you know, I'll do it for a friend. I'll do it for your charge. Did it. And then it turned into sort of like a business relationship. I'm going to be in Southwest. I know you're in Southwest. Can you cover this event while I'm speaking? And then it transitioned from that into, okay, now can you actually record my events rather than taking pictures? And now it's more like of a, okay, what is your creative vision for StudyFast? Yeah. Um, as for the other teams I work on, so for example, um, one of, uh, this, this it's called like Bible Feed. Uh, the guy who contacted me, he was like, look, I've been watching you for like a while. I like the way you do this, for example. So he was like, I like the way that you seem to be able to tell a story in images. And that's why I wanted to bring you on the team. So like there are people out there probably in your network that you're seeing that, they have the skill sets to help your business. You just need to kind of look, watch them for a while and then, you know, if you're growing like a small business, you you need to bring them in, get them brought, brought in but already have sort of like brand guidelines that we were talking about yesterday, already have certain things established so that when they come in, mm. they don't kind of derail how the business is by bringing mm. what they think their their vision of the business should look like. You know what I mean? You, you already have certain things established and you're just going Look, I just want you to help me take what I have here to the next level, and you know these are the these are the skill sets that I think you can bring to the table. Let's go on a trial one for let's say like a month. Let's see if you may you work well as a team, um, that you can bring some ideas to the table, and then let's you know think about potentially like looking at putting a contract together after. That's if you kind of merge together because you might mm. find oh, they might be incredible at, like their work, but. You know, you start working with them and they're havoc, like they hell to do. Mm-hmm. So Thank you, Sam. That's it. <laughs> I not mind that.
1: No, no, not at all. You know what's you know what's uh the most thing ironic about that is same name. I got I'm Sam too, so Baby. that works.
2: That's, his name Sam? Yeah, yeah, my name's Sam. Adam now smart. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what's up, yeah, man. So.
0: so everyone back to the John High Show. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Back to the, back to the main event. No, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, no, I I love it, man. I love it because I I do think that people forget about that. I think people forget to build the long-term relationships. I think people think it's just all of this little short-term, Hey, how are you? What's up? Um, uh, This and that, this and that. And nobody builds the long-term type Mm -hmm. of thing. And that's, that's ultimately why I started the podcast and started everything that I do is I didn't have anyone like, you know, I had my kids when I was 19, so it's it's hard for me to like be like, oh yeah, I, I could I could meet all these people, I can incorporate myself, like, and that's when I ended up leaving school. Um, uh, you know, I was at a university as well, and you know, I ended up just leaving because I was like, you know what, like, it, you know, it's it was it really wasn't worth my time as far as I thought at the moment, you know what I mean? And um, I just wanted to provide, like you said, I wanted to I wanted to provide. I got that instinctual like. I need to stop this part and I need to provide and provide and provide and provide. And up until maybe recently, I was like, yo, I gotta, I gotta take the reins back and my fiance got a much better job. So it's like, you know, if she gets a much better position for us to be able to provide for the mm-hmm. children um, or something like that, then I got to be able to have that ability to take that step back and be like, look, this is, these are the things that I know how to do. These are the things that I can control and the things I can contribute with. Um, but I think that people get lost in, in they got to do it themselves and they are so rushed at the instant gratification that they forget how to build long-term relationships. You know, they're so like, it's got to be quick. And then they like you said earlier, you know, I want this many follows and I want this many things and I want, I want this thing to happen here and this thing to happen here. And it's like, it doesn't, it doesn't work like that. You've got to slowly build the thing that you, that you envision. Yeah, because ultimately, the faster you build over a weak foundation, the more like the earlier it's going to crumble. You know,
0: and and don't get me wrong, at the beginning, you do do things by yourself. You do have to do website outreach. And funny enough, I had a day like that today. I still have them. I was co-working, developing the website with my web developer, um, doing some sales with my business developer, running things by Sam on a couple Instagram posts that we're doing. And the beauty of doing things all by yourself to, at the beginning or throughout is no one can ever take, can I swear on this? Can I swear on this podcast? Yeah, no. oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, no one can take you for liberty. Um, no one can really fuck you about because you know how much time it takes to build that page on your website. So when the developer says that's oh, going to be two grand, you're like, hmm, it could But I can probably do that in a day and a day's two grand, nah, I'm good, I'll do it myself. So the beauty of you know, and I encourage people if you're starting a business to do it all at the beginning. Especially when you don't have the money or the expertise. Because then when you look for a photographer and a videographer, you can look through their bullshit. You know, and you can tell, okay, no, you're the real deal. And it's hard because I found it hard letting go if you're baby you know, you feel like you can do it better. Um, and then you realize, mmm, nope. <laughs> <laughs> um, the only good thing I'm good at is talking. Um, <laughs> so that's it. Uh, but it's, what's no, a- up?
1: Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's funny that you said that too, because, um, that's exactly how I found the videographer for my wedding. Oh, brilliant. Um, on here. Yeah. So it was crazy. Like I, um, I wasn't, you know, because I have to do everything at this point, you know, it's basically still just a vision, still like a dream being cultivated. I'm just doing the things that I feel I'm being called to kind of just do. Um, And so I'm doing everything by myself, like you said, you know, and along the way, I've been meeting all of these people slowly, but surely in this past year, everybody that I've interviewed, you know, I've been following up with, um, trying to track their journey as well. And that's really the essence of the podcast is to get the beginning of everybody's story before they become that next era and that next generation of uh, new wave of people of inspiration, and so um, you know, one of the people that I met was my videographer, my my, my photographer, my videographer the wedding. He's still trying to build up his rapport. He's like, yeah, um, you know, we're we're gonna fly him out, but he's gonna do the entire thing for free. He's gonna do it the way that we want. Like, he's gonna get everything um, the way that we want it. He's gonna, and it's it's all from from just putting yourself out there and doing everything like you said, as much as you possibly can, because I firmly believe that if you have the right intentions and you ask the universe for something, it will give it to you. It's just a matter
0: of time. Say that again. Law of attraction.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And that's one of my big things is um, you've got to raise your vibration and believe that you deserve good things and feel a good way you know, in order to attract the things that you want. Otherwise, you're just going to attract a bunch of shitty things if you feel shitty all the time. Like, you know, I think I think a lot of people are like, why is my life so shitty? And then they get so frustrated at, like, the cat meowing. And it's like, well, you know, yeah. you're kind of in a shitty state. Like, how do you expect anything above shitty to kind of come at you? And, you know, it kind of goes back to you raising your thermostat a little bit. Like, yeah. you know, until you until you, like, raise that temperature that you want to be at, you know, you're always going to receive the things that you are like, you know what I mean? And it's like, it's, it's funny because I don't think, I think people believe it when they hear it, but I don't think they apply it enough to be consistent. Yeah. And they're like, they're like one time, like, okay, I've tried to raise my vibration. I didn't get anything that I wanted. I didn't get the, I didn't get the Lambo. And all I did was feel it and I've tried to, I tried to visualize it and that's what I wanted. And so it didn't come. So it doesn't work. Yeah. Uh, And then people just
0: get so discouraged. I mean, it's it's ironic because I know where people come from. You know, you think good things, you do the right things, it still doesn't come. And you can't give everyone the same answer. Real quick, Waterfront Australia, ciao, ciao. Wishing your son well. The way I see it, as my sensei said to me, Jordan, you'll never be prepared. You'll either be underprepared or overprepared. And you have to decide, I'd always rather be overprepared than underprepared. And so um, to kind of tie it back, what you said and to kind of wrap this up kind of nicely is in relationships I started reading relationship books listening to podcasts before I wanted a relationship whilst I was single you know being a lad but I was reading these books and these podcasts and practicing it because when I meet the person that I, I should be with I can't then expect to be ready you know it, it's a process and it still is same with martial arts You know, when you get into a fight, you can't then, okay, jab hand out in front, this one protects my chin, tuck it in. No, you've got to be over-prepared by the time that comes. Same with business. You'll never be ready, you'll have to be over-prepared. Like this, I had, you know, Sam waiting around the corner in his bedroom, (laughs) Um, or you'll be under-prepared and you're running late for the podcast, which has happened and you'll miss it. So I'd rather be over-prepared and early, relaxed, and um, hopefully people can take that away and realize, you know, law of attraction works to a degree, but I would say it's all about being over-prepared for when the moment's right. Mm. I've learned a lot. I have love doing these podcasts. Cause I always-
1: yeah, man, I same. It's like, we learn, it's like we learn from each other, you know yeah. what I mean? And, um, and uh, I, I love that idea that, that, you know, be over-prepared because a lot of people think that people just get lucky. And no, what do they say? You know, luck is when preparation meets opportunity. Yeah. You know uh-huh. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, all the words get mixed up and jumbled. So I don't know. I couldn't even be saying it wrong. But it's literally when you're prepared for the opportunity and you're aware enough to see it. Mm. In order to be like, okay, you know, you get that that that, like, last second, okay, I'm being called upon. I can make the last second shot type of deal. You have that confidence that you can carry it out. Yeah. You know, and being prepared and preparing for being prepared is uh, I think a really good way to build up that confidence and slowly but surely just making those incremental promises to yourself like "I'm gonna do this and then follow through with everything that you say because I think when you deter from the things that you're even telling yourself, you're like, how, you know you get a little lost in the wrong on the wrong side of things, and then they always say, um you know if you if you stand for nothing, you'll fall for everything, and I think a lot of people get kind of caught up in that
0: Martin Dufo is one of those civil rights leaders that
1: said that yeah man so um yeah no I I uh
0: I don't want to I don't want
1: to I think we're coming up close on time but Instagram sort of does this thing where uh they let you do a whole hour but then they don't tell you until like the last 20 seconds that you have like a little limit and so they'll throw on like a little time limit at like 20 seconds and then apparently you're just supposed to say your final words and, and get <laughs> off <laughs> but um you know but it, uh before it ends or before anything happens or whatever before it flashes the time uh study fast um you know where can people access is it just through the website what's the website and then how can people get a hold of or in touch more with you so we got 30 seconds awesome. it just popped up now
0: okay well, Go so ahead. feel free to tap up in the top uh, left right corner um and you know, send me a message. Don't you need to follow me. Um, If you've watched this story, message me um, and I will give you free access to one of our courses. You know, our mission is to make sure it's in the hands of as many people as possible. So thank you for this opportunity.